radioinfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with Frankie Pound on the drums and Beans. I have a very scratchy voice today, and I had spent the whole pre-show trying to figure out why, and then I remembered it, Frank. It was because Wednesday night, my son got a home run on a cotton-dropped foul tip. A cotton... Wait, 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 wait. A cotton-dropped foul tip at the plate? Yes! Okay, so how many errors were committed after that foul tip? What, he, what what has happened? He takes off running for first base, okay? Right. He he thought at first he was going to the dugout when his coach was running run, run at him. So he, he veers off the first baseline towards the dugout, and then he realizes what's happening, trips over his feet for a second, gets up, they overthrow at first base, okay? And they were down 6 nothing at this point. And he wasn't the only one running, so they had come back now. This was the hugest inning. So he takes off around second. He's getting ready to stop at second. And he realizes that the pitcher still has the ball in his hand and hasn't thrown it to second base. So he takes off for third. He The, the pitcher overthrows third by just a hair. Oh, and this kid relief. looks down and says, I'm going for this. I'm going for it. <laughs> and he guns it. And, I mean, he irked it out by this much. But that entire one-minute run around the bases, I was screaming so loud. The whole, the whole, everybody's parents were like, ah, it was insane. I have it on video. It was insane. You have no clue how many of those ridiculous moments <laughs> I have, I have been, I have watched and coached kids through from third base. I, I, I have, oh my gosh. I, I love, I love every last memory of it all. Um, I, I remember some, some days I would, oh man, I remember somebody, one of the, one of the league moms, uh, she started volunteering to take pictures and documenting every game so that they can start putting up the highlight pictures and stuff on the, the league website after every week and stuff. And I remember she, she had caught, I wish I could, I have to go find it somewhere. She had caught a picture of me in just utter disgust <laughs> from, from third base. Like, I'm like bewildered. Like, what the hell am I watching? I have got to find this picture. I have to. I trust me, the craziness that happened during that game, they ended up tying. So they came back and it was it was a mess anyway. But that's why my voice sounds like this today, because I was screaming my head off like a lunatic at my son's baseball game. Let's get in. Yes. Let's get into important stuff. We have three major topics I want to cover today and then some fun stuff for a Friday. Okay, three major topics. One of them is this yesterday. Peter Navarro was on a show with somebody. I guess it's Patrick. Somebody I've never heard of before. And Peter Navarro said this. We're going to listen to this three-minute clip. I walk in there. I don't know any of these people from outside the White House, right? So who's Who there? Red, in that room? Redfield from CDC and Fauci from NIH. NIH, right? Those are the two big players. I go in there, and within six minutes, I'm in a shouting match with that son of a bitch. And all he keeps saying is with that, Fauci. With Fauci, I don't know who he is. Okay, literally I, I, don't even I know who Fauci. Didn't is. know who he was. Didn't know he walked on water. Wow. Didn't know he killed tens of thousands of people during the AIDS epidemic and got away with. That's another story. 
Um, don't know who he is, but you know, it's like it's like somebody walks in here and sits down here. You don't know who he is, and you start interviewing. Him. What do you do? You take their measure, right? Mm-hmm. And my measure of Fauci was this dude thinks he's a whole lot smarter than he is, and he's an arrogant son of a bitch. This is within the first six minutes. Six minutes. Sounds like okay. an Antonio Brown interview. And I'm, you know, the one one of the things I'm good at is taking the measure of people pretty quick. My boss is good at that too, Trump. And I'm thinking, what? And so I fight with this guy. Wow. Mulvaney, I'm fighting with him. Redfield comes in and supports Fauci, and we leave that meeting. With Mulvaney tries to say, all right, we have a consensus. We're against the travel ban. I said, no, 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 Mick. There's no friggin' consensus. I just like it. No, 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 Mick. There's no consensus in this room. And, and Pottinger finally says something. He's a national security counsel. And what I do that night is I go home and I write a memo that, I, that I'm going to plaster to the entire task force and, and broad chain that says that if we don't do this, if we don't do this, this virus is capable of killing half a million Americans and costing us trillions of dollars. January 28, 2020. Hmm. And that was, that's about as, the best memo I've probably ever written because it was spot on. And here's the punchline. Fauci, when he was sitting there, that SOB knew for a fact that that virus came from the Wuhan lab. He knew that because he had funded the gain-of-function research in that lab, and he had already begun to design a cover-up. And we know that from the emails he sent to a group of, of researchers, academics, trying to get their support to push that come-from-nature theory. And that's the biggest lie of omission in American history, because if he had simply owned up to the fact that that thing came from the lab, we could have pressured the Chinese to give us the genome sequence, which would have allowed us to design an effective vaccine rather than the crap we wound up getting. And again, Trump got lied to about that, not just by Fauci, but by Pfizer, the drug company. In what way? They didn't disclose the side effects of that. And they weren't clear with him. They made him think that it was a true vaccine when it's not. Okay. Now, I have a lot to unpack with that. But the biggest thing I'll say is if he, meaning Trump, would please talk about this and tell everyone who told him what and when and why he didn't know that this thing was going to kill millions of people, it would go a long way for a lot of people who are like, why the hell did you do this and why are you still pushing these vaccines? It would go a long way. And, and a lot of people agree with me. Actually, everyone agreed with me. But the one point I want to make here is someone says, I don't find fault with it because he didn't mandate anybody to get it, right? He didn't say, you must get this thing or you can't go to work. He wasn't the one who did that. I concede he didn't mandate it. But Frank, if you and I sold a product on this show, any product, and we staked our reputations and our names and told everybody how it was safe and effective and it worked, and then six months later, people who bought it because we recommended it started dying 
or getting maimed or having neurological symptoms or having heart attacks and strokes, people would rightfully come and say, Tracy and Frank recommended this damn thing. Right? Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing there too is he also sets a he also sets a precedent, uh, or at least he sets other people up who are willing to go and do even worse things on behalf of of uh, inoculating people against their will. Like the uh, that uh, that that Doctor Mary Bassett, she's getting called out on Twitter this morning by people like Doctor um, Simon Goddick. Um, we're 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 digging up older archived articles from this New York Health Commissioner. Uh, Mary Bassett, who admitted that she blew hospitalizations out of proportion to push COVID shots for kids. Unbelievable. So, so you know, it, it's one thing to just establish that, hey, we have a shot here that is now available and it's safe and effective. And that in itself being a lie, that can be dangerous because people will take um, authority, the authority that uh, someone like Dr. Fauci uh, speaks from uh, very seriously and go out with confidence and inject it into their bodies but it also allows these these underlings, these these far more vicious, vicious underlings who just I, I think maybe get some kind of sexual satisfaction from plunging needles into people and children and subjecting them to their will. Uh, it, it gives them a lot more leeway to just I don't know improvise ways to scare it, scare the sub substance deeper into the population. So he, he is at the top of the pecking order of a long line of people who need to be in jail and probably dealt with even harsher, harsher than that. Agreed. So if we were lied to by this product's manufacturer and then people started being harmed, the two of us would be sitting up here hysterically begging for some forgiveness from God for recommending something like that to our... Oh, I would be, I would be gone. I would, I would be, be gone from, from public. No way would ever see. I would be tail between my legs. I would say all the apologies I could. And then I would live a life in, in, in seclusion. Just, just, I don't know. I couldn't I'd live with myself. I couldn't. I could never live with myself. Not that I'm making a moral judgment about Trump's character. That's not what this is about. I'm just saying. If, if after all that happened for another 6, 8, 12, 14, 16 months of people saying like, oh my God, this product is killing people. We were still saying it was great and it saved a whole bunch of people and it was wonderful. We would be held to an even different standard at that point. So all I'm saying is it would really go a long way, even if he hasn't said anything about the vaccines in months, for him to acknowledge that there is a problem so that we can fix it. That is my biggest thing. You wouldn't hold anybody else to the standard that he's being held to by some people over this very topic. I know people are going to say, you're, 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 a, you're a traitor. No, I'm just honest. I'm just traitor being honest. What? Because I'm calling this out. People, like, you can't, you can't, I want him to, I would be so happy and feel so much better about him on this topic if he would acknowledge this stuff and call the loser effers out that lied to him about it. We know Burks lied to him about everything. He was in a, in a whirlwind situation with information being thrown at him from everywhere. But now with Peter Navarro saying things like this, he said it oh, before. Oh, you're talking about Trump? Yes. Oh, okay. He needs to say something. Say something. I know you don't want to admit you were at fault for something or that you were wrong or that you were misguided or that you... You know, that's not necessarily a good thing to do, like when you're trying to become the next president. But 
it would really go a long way for people who lost family members. I know so many people here in South Carolina that got this vaccine because Trump told them it was okay to get it. Not his fault ultimately at the end of the day if he didn't have good information, but at this point in time, there's no reason why he doesn't know. I mean, there's plenty of people out there who um, who had turnarounds, who, who again, they invested their last bit of trust that you could give to a government and all of its um, its its figureheads and 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 talking mouths, talking heads. Um, there are people who gave their last ounces of trust that was available for government and followed their lead with this thing, and they endorsed it and they said why they're taking it and why they think other people should take it and their hopes for how it could might it might put all this craziness behind us. And then with time and observation, they made some very uncomfortable announcements and and changing of a stance. And you know it's a it it, it sucks, but people people have done it. And I know yeah I know I know plenty who um plenty who still would love uh love Donald Trump to just come out and say something about that because he's not he 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 didn't go into this knowing there's nobody. I, I would never accept that we were he went into this knowing he was going to harm people. No, no, no. I I No don't way think, in hell. No, not like abs- the, not like these others. Absolutely yeah. not. But 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 let me just say this. It's not because I want an apology or anybody needs an apology per se. It's because we can't fix it if we don't acknowledge there was a problem. And not for nothing, Peter Navarro, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but no vaccine would have worked for COVID. Zero. Goose egg, no vaccine, gene sequence or not, zero vaccine would have worked for COVID, especially not an mRNA vaccine, but zero vaccine would have worked for COVID. You can't inoculate against a virus. It mutates too quickly. There are so many scientific reasons why it would never have worked anyway. However, it's not because I have some weird like justice sort of a thing, not entirely, that he should apologize to everybody for this. It's because we can't fix it if he doesn't acknowledge there's a problem when he's president. If he becomes president again, we can't fix these problems if he doesn't think they'd exist. Oh yeah, and that's the other thing. I'm not looking for apologies from Trump or anything like that. Uh, You don't need to uh, take, you know, you don't need to, you know, self-flagellate to say, what I am now observing is really changing my opinion on this. And I don't, I don't feel comfortable anymore. You can, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways to do that. I mean, he's not in the same category as someone like Dr. Fauci. Agreed. Who, who, who vaccine aside knew that remdesivir was going to kill people. And, And then, you know, Peter Navarro said that Trump's really good at sniffing people out. Well, if Navarro sniffed him out day one, what the hell happened? Like, what the hell happened? Listen, I'm not, I'm, this is nothing to do with the lockdowns or any of the other COVID stuff. I'm specifically talking about the shot. It's easy to Monday morning quarterback everything that happened in 20, what, 20, 20 late 20. But that's the, that's the whole thing there, uh, Tracy. It's easy to Monday morning quarterback. And it's okay to, to, to walk through chaotic situations and with the best of your abilities uh, make decisions that may may some may turn out to be the right ones, others turn out to be the wrong ones, and then when Monday morning rolls around, to say I should have done this, I should have done that. I mean that that's that, that's no, 
the sign of no, a good leader. Well, nobody's asking anybody to be to to walk through life as a uh, perfect an, uh, a, a perfect person. You yeah. know, uh, clean as a driven snow. But this is this is beyond the pale of whether or not uh, there may be a problem here. There's a very big problem, and this shot should not be a a point of of bragging anymore. No. It needs to be, and we have to fix it moving forward. That's my biggest hang up on it. We can't fix it if we don't acknowledge that there is a serious issue. And they're going to try and use this mRNA technology on in every vaccine from now on. And food. RSV, food. If we don't acknowledge, if the leader that we place our trust in does not acknowledge the massive, overwhelming issue with this, it's a big problem. That's all I'm saying. That's all. Well, uh, the uh, I would only add to that and say it, it would be good on uh, on Trump's if we're going to talk about him particularly for just for a second for him running for president and of course leaving a legacy and and being able to preserve and and uh, bolster your reputation with people who put their your tr- trust in you as a very, very prominent public figure. That's one thing. But remember, we don't need any president to be able to. That's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, we don't need presidents to make changes and to and to, to, to try to fix this issue. Presidents really are inconsequential. Obviously, it has become consequential in our popular culture. So, uh, you know, there's there's that there. But we do not need Trump or anybody else to to really formulate a plan to reverse things and to hold people accountable. Um, Brian Cates is in the chat saying, the second that Trump says, wow, these vaccines harm people, Democrats beat him to death with that admission. No, I don't think that that's true because then they'd have to admit that that they were more guilty of harming people than Trump ever was. That That's, that's no. But here's the thing, just like in the beginning when they were developing these things, and he didn't have to endorse them and he didn't have to deny them. He could, you know, I, I always said the way that it could be, have gone about could have been a lot more neutral where you can't really attack for being pro or against. You don't have to come out and say, wow, these vaccines are killing people. You say, I'm just I'm seeing things right now that are making me question my uh, my faith in what these shots are doing for people long term and i don't like this uptick in seeing injury in children that never had these types of heart problems before and i think that there should be a reevaluation of what we've done in the process we were doing things that we thought what was necessary to save lives and you know what it was chaos and I, I, you, nobody's perfect, but right now I'm. There's so many ways to articulate it that you don't have to be a hardliner. One, if you have to have politics considered in all moves that you make in public, there's so many ways to articulate this that doesn't leave you open for for uh, you know indefensible attack. Yeah, that's just the thing. I don't. I don't get. Yeah. So that was just my thought process on it, and I know again. A lot of like at this point, we're so polarized. We can't have discussions about these things. We can't if we so much as even breathe an opinion that doesn't seem like it's 100 percent. The word loyal is being thrown around all over the place, but I don't consider myself loyal to politicians ever. So that's not something I think about. Like, it's just not me. It'll never be me ever, ever, ever. I'm not. I'm not that person. I will support someone who represents my values until the cows come home. 
but I'm not going to pledge fealty to someone and then never utter a word of, of alternative perspective just because I'm afraid of what's going to happen to me if I do. I just, I'm never going to be that person. I'm just not. And this is important. It's just the most, I lost family to this thing. Family, my family died. You guys all have someone who's been hurt by it too. That is more personal to me and more important to me that this never happen again, ever in our history, ever. It was the biggest crime against humanity this world has ever experienced. And it's still going. Just, just, that's it. Anyway, moving along. I have, there's a lot that happened. Yesterday, the Proud Boys verdict came down, Frank. Hmm. Um, guilty of seditious conspiracy. And it's, it's nonsense. We had Julian to talk about this case just recently. We had covered at length the way that the justice system turned into a communist crap hole for these guys who clearly didn't organize some conspiracy to storm the Capitol on January 6th. Text messages cherry-picked, gazillions of confidential human sources for the government and federal agents embedded inside. It was Whitmer on steroids. And we went over that. And Julie has um, really terrifying, a terrifying projection or prediction of what she thinks is going to happen. And she was on with Jesse Kelly yesterday, and I want to play this for everybody because if somebody actually committed a crime, Frank, fine, right? Mm-hmm. They're going after this man, Donald Trump, who really hasn't done anything. They're weaponizing the justice system against him. It's disgusting. And I can... Here, let's just play it. It's This is, this is terrifying. And she can see these patterns because... Like when I'm in a court case and I'm involved in it and like I'm you can see the patterns outside of like why it's being used as a political tool. Here we go. It's right between the eyes. They wouldn't actually put Donald Trump in prison, right? A former president. You don't think they'll go that far, right? I absolutely do. And I'll go even deeper between the eyes, Jesse. When he is indicted for, if he's indicted of seditious conspiracy, which I think uh, the chances of that just increased tremendously today, I can see Jack Smith seeking pretrial detention for Donald Trump, which is exactly what they've done in every defendant who's been charged with seditious conspiracy. So now they have a precedent for these courts to sign off on pretrial detention orders, meaning denied bail. You will be held in prison until your trial commences. Um, I've watched these judges and prosecutors more than anyone on this side, Uh, you know, but nothing will surprise me. And in fact, I'm sure they're just chomping at the bit right now, waiting to present this information to the grand jury, seeking seditious conspiracy indictment, and then shockingly seeking to keep Donald Trump in jail, particularly as he's campaigning for president. I'm pausing it right there only because the reason why she's giving this a little more weight than just a theory that she's throwing out there with no evidence, three of the people, I think it was three of the defendants in this case, in their closing arguments, blamed Donald Trump for their client's 
conduct. Now, this is a Hail Mary from defense attorneys to try and appeal to the jury that, oh, it wasn't their fault. They were directed to do this. But this is why I say every time anyone took a damn plea deal in the January 6th thing, they were cementing this even more, right? Because they're admitting to things and the, the whole narrative around it is it was Donald Trump's fault. And somebody in the comments is saying, see, why are you saying anything negative about him when he has all this to deal with? He's running for president and he's probably going to win. I, I can, that, he needs to be able to, we need to be able to separate the two and he needs to handle the two. And if he can't, that's another problem. Oh, that, that's, that's not a good mindset to go through life. It's terrible. Well, I mean, talk about this because he's, he's got enough problem. I mean, listen, you have to be able to separate issues where we live in a very, very, and it's all people don't understand how bad it's going to get. I know they, they, it's going to get much really worse. Don't, they don't understand. I mean, you, you think, you think about how, what, um, what people get distressed about these, the things that people are getting distressed about right now that they can't move past is are, are things that we had the luxury of taking on as problems 20 years ago no nobody really understands how bad this is gonna get frank yeah today's show is brought to you by express vpn oh did you know that netflix has different content available to users depending on where, where they are like if you're overseas you can watch netflix differently i didn't no i didn't know that you liar you did too Okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> well, watching Netflix without ExpressVPN is like paying for a gym membership, but not not being able, but only being able to use the treadmill and nothing else. It unblocks. I see. Yeah, I mean, you can unblock content. You just you just really easily choose where you are in the world. Very click of the button. You just pick where you are, and then you can watch uh, Netflix like you're in the UK instead of what they censor you from here in the United States, get access to 1,000 new shows and actually utilize the membership fee you're paying every month. And it also works with other streaming services like BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, and more. Um, open the app, select a location, tap one button to connect, and refresh the page to access the geo-restricted show you wanted to watch. It's compatible with all your devices. You can stream in HD with zero buffing. You can use it on your phone, laptop, media, console, smart TV, and more. And it also encrypts your data, which is really important to me. So be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of the content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash dark to light. And don't forget to use our link at expressvpn.com slash dark to light to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's right. Evade law enforcement today. <laughs> so the reason, again, like this whole thing, she's got more than just a, a, a whim. The whole thing has been positioned this way and, and the defendants didn't help it in trying to save themselves, I don't think, because there's no way that that's true, okay? I just don't believe it. I don't believe that when Donald Trump said it's going to be wild, come down to J6, to come down to the Capitol, he meant storm the Capitol and try and overtake the election, the electoral college vote. No, that, that this is ridiculous here. Pretending that he poses a grave, uh, you know, a, 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 a security risk to the American people as he's campaigning and facing these very serious charges. 
Julie, this country is going to come apart if that happens, right? Or am I overstating it? I mean, I don't know, Jesse. I, I mean, aside from you and a few other commentators, and this is a day I really will miss Tucker as well. No one on our side is paying attention to this. No one cares. They think the Proud Boys are domestic terrorists and that they deserve what happened to them. Trust me, they did not. Uh, this is a horrible travesty for these defendants and especially their family members. But this creates a real uh, a slippery slope for the country overall. Will the country fall apart or come apart if Donald Trump is indicted on this? I mean, I don't know. Where are the fighters on our side? We are so outnumbered and so outgunned. It's just hard for me to predict the reaction when that happens. Uh, I was talking about this ridiculous case yesterday um on on the on an afternoon show that I do with my with my two buddies and I said you know aside from knowing why these trials have become so important to our captors I also just wanted people to reflect on what they're facing as far as what 20 years means think about everything that you have done in your life family friends births birthdays vacations everything you've done in your life since 2003 imagine just getting out of prison right now what you would have missed from 2003 to today that this is what they're willing to do to destroy people to create precedent to continue killing and robbing people of their freedom and uh, and they're not and and of course that's just what they're what they're prescribing for us over here domestically overseas these same psychopaths have already sent hundreds of thousands of ukrainian boys to their deaths for no reason for no reason so uh, so it, it this is weissman and, and we, weissman came out with a little comment proud boys verdict huge win for the government and our democracy domestic terrorism group Unleashed the for by the former president held to account makes charging the leader of the seditious conspiracy conspiracy one Donald J. Trump imperative. Sociopath. That's a sociopath. Heart heartless, heartless gangster. If you want to read about the in the uh, verdicts and some of the background, you can go to Uncover DC. Wendy Mahoney wrote an article yesterday about this. Terrible. Moving along. Oh yeah, there's more. I mean, there's more. There's um. There's more information coming out now about what, what they've got Mar-a-Lago witnesses now that they're they're going after um, in terms of the document stuff that they're coming for him on, whether somebody moved the documents at a certain time. These poor people that work there are under this massive DOJ scrutinization. I mean, it's just disgusting the way that they're doing this. It's, it's terrible. There's new subpoenas. There's more grand jury stuff. I'll put this article in the show notes. It's not going to stop anytime soon. If anything, it's going to start to ramp up. I, I would expect there to be something coming out of Georgia. Who knows? We're in for it. Buckle up. We're, we're in for a hell of a, a hell of a time here. Um, they, like Han says, totalitarian tactics... First, they subpoena a bunch of total nobodies who know nothing about Trump's documents. That forced the nobodies to get lawyers. Now they're targeting Trump for hiring lawyers for the people who shouldn't have been subpoenaed in the first place. Like, another line of inquiry, the prosecutors have been 
prosecutors have been pursuing relates to how Mr. Trump's aides have helped hire and pay for lawyers representing some of the witnesses in investigations related to him. They've been trying to assess whether the witnesses were sized up for how much loyalty they may have to Mr. Trump as a condition of providing assistance. It's just ridiculous. <sighs> Moving right along. Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake still fighting it out in Arizona. The Supreme Court yesterday, remember we talked about how they had actually filed a motion for reconsideration on the custody, chain of custody claims. I'm just going to recap this very quickly. In the appeal, um, in the first appeal, Katie Hobbs introduced into evidence in that appeal forms, chain of custody forms, that she alleged proved that they had great chain of custody, that they would notice any ballot injected or taken out, etc., so on and so forth. Katie Hobbs put their defense exhibits into the appeal. Carrie Lake looked at those and said, these numbers are freaking different by 35,500 something votes. This form says this many. This form says this many. There's a difference in 35,000 votes. There's obviously a problem here. They tried to get sanctions on Carrie Lake for bringing that up again in the appeal before the Supreme Court. Yesterday, the Supreme Court rendered a decision. Now, they wanted sanctions for all their attorney's fees and, you know, this whole thing is a sham. You want to blah, blah. The Supreme Court didn't even, they basically glazed over the blaring evidence, obviously, in front of them. They sanctioned her $2,000, which is like this, basically. Like, they sanctioned her $2,000 for using the word unsubstantiated. Uh, um, unsubstantiated or substantiated or what was it hold on undisputed they sanctioned her for using the word undisputed because they said this evidence is undisputed and katie hobbs had disputed it so they were lying when they said it was undisputed that'll be two thousand dollars thank you no attorney's fees do not pass go to not collect you know three four five hundred thousand dollars just two thousand dollars well of course the legacy media went nuts. Carrie Lake's attorney sanctioned. Blah, blah, blah. It's just nonsense. However, they also said, hey, court down there, get on with the signature matching verification part of this that you're supposed to be hearing. So back we go to the trial court now to talk about the signature matching portion of things in front of the judge. I want a jury trial. Get a jury trial. So we'll see what happens there. But that's where we're at right now. Go get him, Carrie. Yeah, she's doing fantastic. And she's a fighter. I don't agree with everything she says, but I can still support her. Isn't it amazing how that works? Some days it's easier than others. You're right. Just saying. Um, explosive emails show former CIA directors colluding to create false document to influence the 2020 election. Isn't this treason, Frank? It sounds to me. But that's the norm. See, it's only treason if everybody agrees what a country is. Mm. If you have two main sets of people and many, many subsidiary groups and factions underneath that, if you have two main sets of people who think that they are, uh, who whose loyalty is devoted to two separate concepts of what 
our nation is, then some people will be acting out of patriotism and so that treason will be patriotism for some people and patriotism will be treason for the other. And that's really the only way I could um, explain why we will never get justice in our lifetimes. I guess that's the same argument you can make for people who are terrorists. They believe in their own cause. It's at- sect- but but I'm glad you brought that up because as I've been saying, to really explain where we are right now, to to describe it in political ways would be a, a, a very very shallow understanding. We have moved beyond politics and into religious sectarianism, like you just said. Yeah. I think, I think, yes. Yeah. So leaks here. We got a clip from John Solomon. News just a short while ago, Justin News obtained this email. This is a very important email. It comes from the former CIA director, Mike Morrell. Yes, the guy that organized that letter from the 51 intelligence professionals who tried to fake you into thinking that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation when it wasn't. Uh, It is between him and John Brennan, one of the signatories. You know who John Brennan is? He was Obama's CIA director, right? He's the guy that told Obama, hey, Hillary Clinton is doing a dirty trick on Donald Trump called Russia collusion. Well, this is just before the presidential debate between Donald Trump and Hunter uh, and uh, Joe Biden. Hunter Biden's laptop is is flinging out there. This is what Mike Morrell, former CIA director, tells his successor, John Brennan. Hey, sign this letter because I'm, quote, trying to give the campaign, particularly during the debate on Thursday, a talking point to push back on Trump on this issue. A man with a security clearance, a man with the title of CIA director, knew that he wasn't creating an intelligence product, uh, a, a Merrick civic duty with 51 people. He was trying to create a political moment. Damning evidence. We're, we'll try to find out if Congress has this letter, but this is a very important piece. It is the ultimate proof that what went out on that letter was a political dirty trick coordinated with the Biden campaign. And then Biden went up there and said, this is Here Russian is disinformation. The news. Just a short- this is Russian disinformation. Come on. Now we're going to hit things super rapid fire. We're going to lighten things up just a little bit here. Sounds great. Soros-backed prosecutor Kim Gardner resigns from office. This is the one that went after... Um, um, is that the Smollett girl? No. Kim, Kim Fox? Oh, that's Kim Fox, right? Yeah. She went after Governor Greetens on some extramarital affair nonsense and broke all kinds of ethics rules, didn't provide exculpatory evidence. I mean, it was just a political witch hunt. It was terrible. She stepped down now because she said they can't comply with all the document requests that they're getting because she's there. She's causing all these problems. You know, even though she was voted in, the people, blah, 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 blah. So she's gone. Soros back to one of the first Soros-funded attorneys out of office. Add that to the one that... uh, DeSantis removed in Florida. I think there's another one he's going after in Florida as well. Um, So that's good news. Now, we have CEO of... Since we are talking about the U.S., let me share some thoughts. The CEO of Budweiser, or Anheuser-Busch, I should say. I have a little clip. It's a little longer than I would like to play right now, but he basically told his investors, his shareholders that that campaign was not approved. It was a one-off. 
It was one can sent to one influencer. You know, he distanced the company from it and went through the plan of how how they're going to get themselves out of this because it's been so absolutely damning to their business. Damning. He told investors there's misinformation spreading on social media about the team up. He says we need to clarify the facts that this was one can, one influencer, one post, and not a campaign, except that's not true. It was actually two. One of them where Dylan, who says now he's going to sue anyone who misgenders him or dead, whatever. Um, okay. Dylan was in the bathtub with beer and bubbles. I, 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 not knowing what March Madness even is as he reads a pitch for March Madness. I, I don't. Yeah. Ridiculous. Isn't, isn't it fun? Okay. Now a little more lighthearted music stuff, guys. Because it's Friday. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I hope you will enjoy this next segment. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous about it, but Ed Sheeran was sued by people attached to Marvin Gaye's estate. They alleged that he, in a copyright violation case, stole the melody to Let's Get It On in his song Thinking Out Loud. When he was on on the stand testifying, he said, if, the, if, I am, if this doesn't go my way, I quit. I'm never writing music again, ever, ever, ever. I'm done. Most people did, don't... What? Did anybody make comparisons as to why this all shook out differently than George Harrison and My Sweet Lord? No, I haven't even seen that mentioned at all. Oh. Because George lost that one. Um, it had too many similarities and overt common elements. But I just want to say, here's the song. And I can't sweep you off of your feet. Will your mouth still remember the taste of my love? This is it. Will your eyes still smile from your cheeks? Darling, I will be loving you till we're 70. Okay, that's his song. That's that, the, the melody that, the, that the, that's in dispute? Yes. Not the melody. The chord structure, etc. Let's okay. play a little more. Baby, my heart could still fall as hard at 23. Yes. Okay, that. Now, this guy did a comparison of the two songs. He basically changed the key of the Marvin Gaye song to match the key that Ed Sheeran's song is. Here it is. Hold on. Oops. Loud is a demon. Baby, man. Trying to hold back and feel it for so long. Heart could still fall as hard at 23. And if you feel like I feel, baby. 
musician, Frank, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, I, when I heard that song, now, now that I've, you play the Ed Sheeran song, I was like, yeah, that I, I, I remember saying, oh, this kind of kind of sounds like Marvin Gaye. Um, but then again, it's just so everything, everything when you when you throw it all in, you talk about generations and generations of mus uh, modern mu musicians, and and uh, everybody bites off everybody, and you subconsciously. That's the other thing there too. There's subconscious inspiration, and as far as chord structure goes, I mean, I don't know. You you can do mashups of so many different songs because they're in the same key and similar progressions and because there's only so many ways you can you can go with melody so yes. you're right 100 percent right so back in the day seven plus years ago i was in uh like a singing competition on the app smule because i it's i i'm a singer i like to sing and one of the requirements was to make a mashup of a couple different songs and that was your entry but i found i had known about this for a while axis of awesome four chords there's all different songs that you can play in the same four chord structure. All different songs. I have my mashup from seven years ago here. Does everyone want to hear it? Like nervous. I, it's three minutes long. It's not the best work I've ever done. It's it, from my closet. All the parts are me. It has the effect that was required that I put on it on it. And what's the issue here? It's a mashup of all the songs that I chose 11 or so songs that fit the same four chord structure and made a mashup of all those songs together, singing them over those four chords. Okay. Might as well on a Friday. Here we go. My life is brilliant. My love is pure. I saw an angel of that I'm sure. And she smiled at me on the subway. She was with another man. But I won't lose no sleep on that. Cause I got a plan. Your lipstick stains on the front of my left side brains. I knew I wouldn't forget you. And so I went and let you blow my mind. Could you make it?
There was like 11 of them in there if you could pick them out. And thank you for yeah. the comment. Oh. So, so it was all it was all just chord progression was the the, the, the what the case was based on? Yeah. I mean, that's what okay. that's what Ed Sheeran was basically saying like Okay, well that that no that's ridiculous then. Are you, what you have to study is George Harrison, um, my sweet lord, he's so fine. Um, lawsuit that that dispute was a little bit more. We, we actually have to study that in in music business class. When we were doing copyright law in college uh, because it's it's a little yeah. We have a lot of musicians in the audience here. Yeah, a lot of musicians who are all saying that if we're basing everything on chord structure, we're in deep every. And not only like, we can get into frequency and everything else, Frank, and how that all changed because that's a whole different topic. Um, I forget what the frequency everything used to be in was. Do you remember? Oh, uh, we were doing the F, I think 528. Um, yes, it was. It got, 528 was, uh, there, there, we, there's a few of them here. We were doing the, uh, when we were, when I was doing a lot of uh, sound, sound topics in January, but there was a few we were in on. Um, yeah, well, I could find that for you if you want, but keep going. Yeah, I mean, it used to be played in a more, because sound affects the body, right? It affects everything. There was an experiment that was done that if you play sound at a certain, free, you know, hard, angry, if you say angry words to, to water as it's freezing, the crystals that freeze will look ugly. If you express love to water as Four, it's It was moved from 432 to 440. Okay, okay. But uh, there's, other, there's others outside of that. And that's just the frequency of the sound, how it bounces, yeah. that, and it makes a big difference. They changed music, guys, because it was too pleasing. It was too satisfying to the human body. They changed the frequency of music. Well, that's like the big reason why Gregorian chant and um, when you go into really old cathedrals as well, uh, they, the acoustics of the room are just... Like when when I really want to put myself to almost tune myself, I will get into really good sound, um, uh, you know, a, a really nice acoustic situation, and I'll listen to things like the hymn of the cherubim, um, songs like that, and it will just there is a resonant tone that just gets into you, and it, it lift it, it lifts your vibrations higher. Yeah, and. That's just a, you can just tell when something is just even slightly discordant. Agreed. It's it's very evident. Um, there was another Fox leaks, Frank. <laughs> and I found it and I found underneath your comment and it I was rolling on the floor laughing. Here is another leak from Fox that to Media Matters that they think is going to make Tucker Carlson turn out to be some kind of a mean, horrible, terrible person. Here we go. Question, you don't have to answer, it's personal. I'm not speaking of you, but more in general of ladies. When they go to the ladies' room and powder their noses, is there actually nose powdering going on? Sometimes. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Most of the time it's lipstick. Do pillow fights ever break out? You don't have to. Not, in, have the, to, not no. in the bathroom. Okay, not in the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> That'd be more a dorm activity. Okay. This is not a nurse territory. <laughs> I'm sorry. So you are such a good sport, such a good person. Thank you. I know you do, but you do not deserve that, and I mean it with great affection. I got you, man. Which way do you want to go? 
Yes, ma'am. Sorry. Let me tune in. Now that's supposed to that's supposed to make Tucker Carlson some kind of a racist, horrible, womanizing monster, right? And you commented underneath. I don't even know if you remember. What did I say? You said, Matt, keep these coming. They're so endearing. You're doing a wonderful job. Can you do an expose on the parking cone-sized butt plugs you have lying around in the break rooms at Media Matters next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like me. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe that Media Matters thought that this would be a meaningful endeavor to go get somebody. It, 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 and I, the best I could come up with is endearing. I mean, every last thing. Even when they tried rolling out the um, the the that the little sent that one sentence about white men don't fight like this in gangs and all that stuff. But you know, um, what it, that what what that was balanced off with. The rest of the text message was so insightful and relatable that they really just. Man, if, if this is what they've got going on over there, Media Matters, they don't have a lot going on these days at if, all. If this is what Fox is upset about, we have even bigger, bigger, bigger problems. I mean, oh, yeah. what, what was the name of that guy that we were talking about the other day with his clip? Lawrence off? O'Donnell. Lawrence O'Donnell. Think, Let's find Lawrence, that. Right? Lawrence yeah, O'Donnell? Yeah. Let me find that real quick. Hold I mean, on. you want to talk about somebody who is actually out of their minds and it's probably impossible to be around. Tucker Carlson is a... Is it a, 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 a giggle, a giggling, I don't know. Um, Another person that was caught on hot mic being an absolute terrible person was um, Laura Ingram. I can't find it, of course. Can you find it, Frank? Laura, no. O'Donnell. Laura Ingram was on hot mic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah. Here it is. I found it. Mediaite has public. No, I'm not playing the Young Turks. I'm not playing the Young Turks. I just want the clip. I just want the clip. Come on. I just want it's It's about hammering. I just want it. Come on. I hate Maybe this is it. Bear with me a second. And then we have something really funny to end with. We've played it once before on the show, but Citizen Free Press brought it back. It's not going to play. They've like wiped it from the internet so nobody can ever hear it again. He's cursing and screaming, stop the hammering! Stop the hammering! Yeah. Very high point in his career, I'm sure. And he has the guts and the gumption to actually talk about Tucker Carlson's hot mic stuff. He's actually talking about it. Okay, this is going to be it for a Friday. We're going to end with this. Earmuffs, if you have kids in the room, I'm just going to warn you now. Earmuffs your children. Earmuffs them now. Do it in rapid fashion. This comedian won America's Got Talent. His name is Tom Cotter. If you've listened to the show a long time, you've heard this. But let's play it. It's about my favorite song, Frank. And the one that really killed me was last Christmas, we canceled a song that was written in the 1940s called Baby, It's Cold Outside. People said that they were triggered, that the lyrics were rapey, and they had toxic masculinity. And that's fine if you feel that way, but radio stations across the country wouldn't play the song because people were outraged, which is fine if you feel that way. But at the exact same time, the number one song in this nation for over two months was Wet Ass Pussy. I'm not making that up. You can look it up. 
Google it. So I want to wrap up my show by comparing and contrasting the lyrics of these two songs. If indeed this country has lost its fucking mind, shall we? Let's start with the horribly offensive Christmas song written just after World War II. I really can't stay, baby, it's cold outside. I gotta go away, baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been so very nice. Yeah, you fucking with some wet-ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet-ass pussy. Beat it up, N-word. Extra large, extra hard. Put this pussy right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. My mother will start to worry. Beautiful, what's your hurry? My father will be pacing the floor. Listen to that fireplace roar. Well, maybe just half a drink more. Spit in my mouth. Look in my eyes. This pussy is wet. Come take a dive. Talk your shit. Bite your lip. Ask for a car while you ride that dick. My sister will be suspicious. Gosh, your lips look delicious. My brother will be there at the door. Waves on a tropical shore. Well, maybe just a cigarette more. I don't want to spit. I want to gulp. I want to gag. I want to choke. I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swinging the back of my throat. I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, this country has lost its fucking mind. You have been listening to the Dark Delight Podcast with... Frankie Val on the drums and... and beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Getter, and on Twitter. Make sure you catch up Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on QuiteFrankly.tv and Rumble. We will be back here on Monday. Later.